Welcome everyone, live from CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Melton Live on Live FM. My name is Sophia and my co-hosts today are Lou, Erin and Alana. And our special guest today is Miss Jorgensen, the principal of CRC. Hello, Miss Jorgensen. Hello, everyone. Lovely to be here today. Okay, I'll start off the questions. So what is your favourite thing about being a principal? Uh, probably the best part of my day is uh, either in the morning when I greet everyone when they come into school. Everyone's usually very happy in the morning and, and it's great to say hello. Or when I walk around at lunchtime on a Friday and ask people what they're doing on the weekend. So that's probably my favourite part is talking to the students and getting to know them a little bit better. So seeing as we are changing to a different school, how hard has the process been with you know, changing the uniforms, changing the name, making sure the new enrolment of the students understand everything. Yeah, look, it's certainly been a lot of work. I'll I'll give you that. But um, it's a really exciting challenge and I Mm. love challenges and new things. And I tend to work very collaboratively. So I've had working parties for each of those, a working party to um, gain input from students, parents, and staff about changing the name and then particularly with the school uniform our student surveys and our student working party gave such valuable feedback so uh, it's been it's been a lot of work but I think uh, it'll it's also fun and challenging yeah it's gonna pay off yeah absolutely um why are we changing to the name St Francis Catholic College like what's the meaning behind the name Okay, so um, there was a lot of contenders and we narrowed it down to St. Francis Catholic College um, for a number of different reasons. St. Saint- Francis, I think, has a terrific charism, uh, which I will be able to use to unpack with students around peace, for example. Um, I think a lot of the times we, we, we need as a community to think about peaceful solutions to solving our problems with each other. So um, he's also the patron saint of ecology and so I think young people will, will relate to him in terms of his views on the environment and we'll be able to um, get behind his ideas on that. And he's also um, the patron saint of um, or very close, I suppose, with animals. And so I think for lots of different reasons – um, St. Francis will be someone that our students will be able to relate to, um, perhaps more than they have with just the name CRC in the past. So, yeah, I think he's a, a really strong charism that we'll be able to use to help um, our students understand the Catholic faith. Where do you see this school in 20 years from now? Oh, gosh, I, I see um, a vibrant, dynamic community. Um, I see two campuses probably with... Um, 1,500 on the Cobblebank campus and 1,200 on this campus. By then, all the buildings will be finished and we can stop all the construction around. Um, and, look, I'd, I'd like to – as part of the plans for Cobblebank is even more vocational pathways, so we'll be offering vet hospitality. Um, so I would like to see a situation where every student who graduates from our college has a really meaningful pathway, whether it's into hospitality or plumbing or apprenticeships or off to university – with connections to um, some of the unis while you're in year 12, for example. So to follow up on that, there's a lot of discussion on how the schools are going to work. A lot of people think that one of the schools is going to be a senior and a junior school and a lot of teachers, there's a big mix of teachers who are saying, yes, that's the case and no, that isn't the case. So what's the... Yeah, no, uh, certainly that's a model that some schools do have, but um, it's been master planned to, to have both campuses as a 7 to 12 offering. And really the 
there'll be not much, very much difference. It'll be the same curriculum. We all have to teach the Victorian curriculum here in Victoria um, and we will build on the strong foundations that we have from CRC, our excellent um, programs, and we'll offer them the same over there. So it'll be the same. Um, the only difference is really zoning. So if you're zoned to Cobblebank, you will have to go to the Cobblebank campus. If yeah. you're zoned here, you will come to the Melton campus. Um, Lou, would you like to ask a question? Which one do we do? Oh. Um, Miss, what motivates you to be a teacher? What motivates me to be a teacher? Um, I feel very strongly that education gives you freedom. So uh, my passion and what motivates me is to have students understand that if they get a really good education, then they have freedom once they leave school to do whatever they want and be whatever they want, um, to, you know, be a single parent and be able to provide for their children or to travel the world or to buy a house, whatever it is that you want to do. If you've got a good education which leads to a good career, then there's more of a chance that you'll have some terrific outcomes in life. So that's what I'm really passionate about, everyone getting the best possible education they can. Um, how, how many things have changed since you've become the principal here at CRC? <laughs> Well, the first thing that changed is that in the first six weeks when I was a new principal, I had to close the school down and we went to distance learning mode. So that was in the first six weeks. I just got to know some of the teachers, hardly knew any of the students, and I had to say, right to everyone, we're going into distance learning mode for what was then very new and no one had tried it before. So that's one of the biggest things that um, I think has changed. Um, we've, we've changed, uh, leadership roles a little bit, introduction of the deputy principal learning and teaching. And then of course the new structure, new name, new uniform, um, some new buildings. We've just, uh, finished the staff building because our staff didn't fit in the old one. So we've got a new staff room about to come on board. So yeah, I suppose there's been lots of changes. At our school, do you think that we should try and implement a kind of thing for the junior levels to learn about leadership? So then that way when students get to the senior levels, they can, you know, know more about whether or not being school captain or leader of those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that Miss Pandy and the leadership team have been working on with the introduction of the house system next year, having representation from um, the junior levels and giving them experience in what it means to be leaders. And I think she's talking about parliaments or forums or something. Um, to give you that experience in in leadership, but that would be a really cool way to like maybe like get the students to make up their own little parliament and like during lunch times and stuff, kind of yep. discuss that. That's right, and to give them that um, experience of how to raise an issue and how to bring it to you know the government, if you like, the yeah, leadership. and learn about yeah. politics too. Correct, and 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 how you have to consult with all your stakeholders beforehand and and cost your solutions. So yeah, that's what they're. Um, with the move to the vertical houses and that's something that they're looking at in the future. Um, Miss, you were talking about buildings earlier. Um, would you mind giving us a little bit of information about what's going on at Goodell, the new construction that's going on there? Yeah, certainly. So Goodell is um, having an extension called the STEAM Ideation Room and what that is is um, trying to introduce some STEM, STEAM um, subjects, some cross-curriculum subjects into that Year 9 um, program. Uh, and it's also to do with space because with the 
growing number of enrolments at the school, we weren't able to fit the eight or nine streams in year seven that were coming through. So, yeah, so it's a little bit about space, but it's more excited uh, about the curriculum in year nine and offering something different with um, STEAM ideation. So lots of, um, there's a green room over there and there's um, lots of different opportunities for maker spaces and some really different things for the year nine program. Just to follow up on that, we, there's been some rumours that the year nine building's going to have a sort of cafe, I guess you could call it, where the students can learn skills on retail, I guess you could say, to, you know, learn how to make coffees and to give them to the teachers. Mm, I can confirm that that rumour is not a rumour. It is actually true. There That's is very a, exciting. a cool. large plumbed-in coffee machine or all ready to, to go in there. And the idea is that there'll be a, a small cafe-style environment that students can, as you say, um, literacy, uh, new, um, financial literacy, yeah. and then um, there's a beautiful deck out the side so there might be some opportunities for selling to, you know, coffees and muffins at lunchtime to students. Yeah. yeah. If you were just tuning in, you're listening to Melton Live on Live FM, live from CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Sophia and my co-hosts today are Lou, Aaron and Alana. And our special guest today is Miss Jorgensen. <laughs> okay, so th- other than the whole uniform change and stuff, um, what are, do you have any other future plans or is that it? So um, one of the original buildings that is still on this campus is B Block and I'm sure you've had lessons in mm-hmm. B Block. It's not the most attractive and conducive to learning. It's a little harsh. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, <laughs> little bit. But it has character. Character. It has character. It's, character. it's the OG. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a very positive way yeah. to think about that original 43-year-old building and how good is it that it stood the test of time, you know, 43 years for yeah. buildings a long time. But that would be my next plan is that um, – once we are financially okay to to pull that down, we're building a new um, sort of a junior learning hub with, again, some paddock-to-plate gardens and some food tech rooms and some art rooms and some learning walks, so very um, innovative learning spaces in that final last original building. That would be um, one of my plans. So on that, what do you think is the most important subject or topic for a student to learn that will help them later in life? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I can't really take any sides. I'm a food tech teacher myself, so I'd probably say, you know, food technology, skills of how to feed yourself. Yeah, nutrition and cooking and learning and things. No, I think one of the most important skills is resilience. If we can teach you um, how to be resilient, how to bounce back up after setbacks. Yeah, that perseverance. Yeah, absolutely. And to learn from whatever experience comes along and to um, grow stronger from whatever experiences come along, then that sets you up for your future um, beyond school. So probably I think the skill set I would – and can I have a second one and say lifelong learner because I think if you're resilient and a lifelong learner – how good would that be for everyone leaving year 12? Yeah, you know, you'll what always a, be learning what to do and how to improve. Absolutely, because who knows what the jobs of the future are going to be. You know, they're probably all these things that are uninvented that we don't even think about yet. But if you're a lifelong learner, you'll pick it up or you'll introduce new jobs, create new boutique sort of um, employment opportunities. And if you're resilient, you know, if it doesn't work the first time, you'll pick yourself up and you'll do it again. So I think that, yeah, would be um, – what helped you during high school and university? <laughs> uh, my mum, I would have to say. Uh, my mum in at school read all of my novels and then we used to discuss all of the books. You know, she still talks about Thomas Hardy. That was one of her favourite novels. 
uh, and she used to test me, you know, before biology exams, she would always have the cue cards and we, you know, name the first five elements or whatever it is. And she typed all my assignments in the days when you used to type assignments. Uh, so probably my mum was my greatest help at um, both school and university, I would have to say. Yeah. Have you worked at any other schools than CRC? And if so, what did you teach at those schools? Okay. So, yeah, my first uh, teaching gig was at uh, St Mary's in Liverpool. It was an all-girls school. And then I've also taught in um, Seymour at Broadford Secondary College, at St Mary's in um, up in Seymour. And then I've taught at St uh, James, St John's in Darwin, sorry, St John's in Darwin. So I've moved around quite a lot. Um, before I came here, I was at uh, St Peter's in Cranbourne, which is over the other side of town, very similar school to this, but um, the exact opposite over there. What did I teach? Well, in those days, you sort of taught whatever you, um, the principal asked you to teach. So I actually trained as a food tech um, home economics teacher, it was called in the day, and textiles and history. But I've also taught RE and English and one time art and even drama. You taught me in textiles once. That's right. I did come in there and all those skills came back to me. Yes. Yes, yeah. I did. So, hmm. yeah, so a, a range of different things. But my favourite by um, far is definitely food studies. I love teaching food tech, yeah. Um, when you were a high school student yourself, what kind of job did you want like at that time? It's interesting, when I was about um, 12 or 13, I, I have this distinct vision of myself and my nana in the kitchen at home where I grew up in Bomb Beach, that's down near Frankston, um, and we were baking a cake because she was a great cook and she was teaching me how to um, cook, and she goes, you really love cooking and you're, you love teaching people about stuff. You should be a home economics teacher. And it was I literally like a light bulb went on in my brain, I'm thinking, how good is that? I didn't have food tech at my school, but, you know, I went and studied it at university and um, ever since I was about 12, I wanted to be a food tech teacher. So, um, and I've loved every day getting up and, and being a teacher. Um, what university did you go to and what courses did you take? That's a good question. Yeah, so at the time it was called Victoria University, so it was the other side of Monash out Blackburn Way. And I took, um, it was called Domestic Science in those days. I think it is still called Is that. it called Domestic Science? My mum went to Victoria I'm pretty University. Sure. There you go. Might know each she other. Started, uh, she studied art. Yes, yeah, okay. Well, we... Um, we we studied food food studies, so nutrition as well as food science, a lot of food science subjects, and then I studied um, textiles as well. So we did all the basic dressmaking as well as fashion and design and fashion drawing, that sort of thing. Um, and then the best part, I think one of the questions you, you gave me was what's the best part of university? The PE boys all also studied at um, Victoria College and so – Going out on a Friday night with all the PE boys was probably the best part <laughs> of the university. <laughs> what were the like struggles and challenges as becoming like a principal? Oh, gee. Um, you need to think five to seven years ahead if you have an intention of being a principal um, because you need to have the right qualifications, first of all. Um, and particularly in a Catholic school, you need some sort of RE qualifications. And then you also need to have a wide experience. So I was really lucky that in the different schools I was at, I was either a year-level coordinator or um, head of department or um, at one stage I was even events coordinator. That was one of my leadership positions. Oh. 
head of senior school. So um, thinking about moving around to different schools or in the same school but different roles so that you have that broad range of experience um, when you get to the principal's um, position. And then probably the hardest thing is um, the interviews. You know, I didn't just walk in and get the first job that I went for by any means. I interviewed a number of different times for the role of principal. And then each time I rang when I wasn't successful, first thing I did was go home and write down all the questions so that I knew what the next lot of questions would be. And then I um, always rung and got feedback and said, you know, I'm just wondering if you could give me any feedback on that interview. So by the time I went for this one, I was well rehearsed and uh, knew how to nail that interview. That's a really good thing to do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Take and the things like from your old interviews and then like put it into the new ones. Absolutely, because you know the questions are often very similar, and um, you know I yeah it was really good to get that feedback and think oh yeah that, that's a good point I'll do that differently next time. So yeah, but I also believe that you're where you're meant to be. You know some of the interviews that I went for, I look back on it now and think. Mm, didn't really want to be principal in an all-girls school. Mm. Um, so I'm very happy. <laughs> that would have been rough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I went to an all-girls school, but I've only taught in an all-girls in the first year in Sydney and um, I've always been in co-ed. So it wouldn't have been authentically me if I was in that role. And so I think that you, you get the role that you're meant to be in and um, I certainly feel uh, um, very blessed to be here in yeah. uh, at this school. So following up with the other question about the PE boys, <laughs> would you have described yourself at that age of, as a bit of a rebel? You know, did you go out partying a bit, Miss? Well, it's, it's interesting. Um, my, I, I went to an all-girls all school and my mum said to me, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend. Oh, so by the time you got to university, it was like... By the oh, time we're a few years behind, guys. By the time I turned eighteen, um, th that's when Mum said I was allowed to have a boyfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did go out a lot, and um, and of course you turn eighteen and you get your license and you can go to pubs and you drink alcohol. You, you, that's Party. right. So yeah, and there was PE boys. Yeah, some song. Yeah. Well, I actually had a gap year. I took. Um, after year 12, I took a gap year and I went to Queensland and laid on the beach for 12 months in Coolangatta and uh, was a beach bum for 12 months and literally just, uh, yeah, went to the beach in the day and went to the Meet any other the boys? Clubs. Yeah, I met lots of lovely yeah. surfy boys. Yeah. yeah. Well, well. <laughs> um, Miss, if you could tell your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say? Uh, Just not hanging out with the PE boys. Yeah, that? that's <laughs> <laughs> love the PE boys. Um, what would I? What would I say to my younger self? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty happy with probably. Um, like I, I'm late to principalship because I never considered it when I was younger because um, I was more interested in having a family. Um, so probably my younger self. Yeah, don't um, underestimate yourself. Believe, th think about the uh, long-term goals when I was a bit younger because certainly when I was younger I never dreamed. It's only in the last five years that I thought about this leadership role. Yeah, so. To follow up on that, if you're okay to answer, what does your home life look like? Um, at the moment it's pretty great because we're what's called empty nesters so all my children have moved out of home and uh, to take this job I had to move closer to Melton, obviously, because I did live over the other side of town in the southeastern suburbs. So, yeah, we moved into an apartment in the city on the 29th floor and it overlooks uh, the Yarra 
And so my home life is um, on the weekends I went and saw Six, the musical. Oh, I've been wanting to see that for so long. I saw it. How good was it, <laughs> Miss? Loved it. Loved Lana. it. It was really fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we, we go out for dinner. We, we, we walk to the MCG to the football and watch Richmond win. Um, oh, don't tell me you barrack for Richmond. She does. I do. I've I met Richmond. Dustin Martin before. Calling Have you? Mm, I was at the airport. He's very tall. Very tall. That surprises mm. me. Very tall. Right. Like, tall. I mean, mm. I was young, but like, <laughs> for all I know, he Giant. could be like my height now. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah. he was at the time. He was pretty tall. I mean, like, yeah. kind of like, yeah. got to look up, look up at him a bit, but you know. Yeah. So I, I think, I think it's really important when you're in leadership that you have a, um, a mechanism for cutting off. And mine is this set of keys that usually hangs around my throat. Um, when I get into the car, I take the keys off and I put them in the center console, yeah. and that means. You've done a hard day's work. You're finished. Now go home and, you know, enjoy the yeah, family. Yeah, work is over. Correct. Yeah. Home time now. Yeah, go away yeah. from work. And then, <laughs> yeah, so on, on weekends it's it's pretty relaxed. Lots of walks to down to the St Kilda to the beach and um, – Good and, thing the kids left. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Took them a while. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I, I do have them over on a Tuesday for dinner, so we still catch up. They come oh, over lovely. and oh, – Oh, have to strop all the nice silence and quiet that you guys have. <laughs> I, I think all of our oh. parents wouldn't agree with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's all the time we have for today. So thank you for our guest, Miss Jorgensen. It has been a great pleasure talking to you today, Thanks. live from CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia. You've been listening to Melton Live and Live FM. My name is Safai and my co-host today were Lou, Aaron, and Alana. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.